welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. And uh, exciting uh, weekend this weekend. Got a couple different podcasts going on, but yeah. uh, uh, excited about this one. And uh, I do want to give a, a huge shout out here as we start this show because you got your first real opportunity, Callie. Obviously, I've been going to the dirt track for a long time and yeah. um, grew up around it and, and love it. And it's part of my passion. But you and our, our son, Alan, got the opportunity to go last night. Alan's been on me to take him and uh, you had a pretty good time. Yeah, it was good. Alan had a great time and it was fan appreciation night. So we got to meet a lot of uh, you know go out and actually meet a lot of the drivers and I, it was good and i got in trouble because i had to drive the pace truck and yeah I yeah didn't exit the track at the right time <laughs> i took an extra that, lap yeah <laughs> um but hey i like i've told everyone if you give me the opportunity to drive something because no one else ever has yeah, on the track you've not been able to yeah. i'm gonna take as many laps as i can <laughs> yeah so but uh yeah shout out to i Rick. think they they saw that i mean like you were being serious when you say that because well, that happened. And shout out to Rick Gum and Zach Stalker for not spinning me out coming <laughs> yeah. coming around. But uh no, big shout out to everybody at Brown Sound Speedway and what they did last night and the been, you know, welcoming uh Alan and, and Callie. They had a blast and like I said, I think they will be back. But tonight, uh with us we have Morgan Abel from Morgan Abel Realty. Um and we're gonna go to our sponsors and come back and we're gonna talk to her about, you know, when I reached out to her, I said one I think one of the most terrifying things for anyone is buying and selling homes and trying to figure out that whole process and what the market is and choosing the right realtor and um she's a great one for us to get an insight on and be able to talk to so we're going to play to our sponsors and we'll be right back we've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents let me tell you about my family's agent tommy taylor tommy is an agent at indiana farm bureau insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place why is a dedicated agent so important when you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. And we are back here uh, on Married with Children with Morgan Abel from Craftsman Realty Group. And Morgan, first of all, welcome to the show, and we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start here, and, and obviously I, we talked a little bit off camera. I, 
I know knew of you and and have made the connections through you know obviously your family and and your dad and the racing community and what I do and um you know and it's exciting for me to get to talk to you obviously I've I've interviewed your dad and brother on our other podcast <laughs> throttled up I, I wanted to get to interview you as well and kind of get to hear what you're doing I don't doing. know if I'm as exciting as he is but <laughs> well we'll just leave it at that <laughs> no um your dad's got some great stories i oh, will say that yes. <laughs> i will say that so tell us kind of what's your backstory I, i'm going to start there because obviously i know that you know you've had you've done several different things in your career and in your life and how do we get to the point now where we're we're in real estate well um i graduated from iupc indiana university in columbus um, with my bachelor's in science and nursing um, I worked at Columbus Regional Hospital as a registered nurse in the psychiatric unit for a few years, and I truly enjoyed it, but I've always had a passion for real estate. I mean, even as a young child, I was addicted to HGTV, I was which my mom probably this. loved because it wasn't like Disney and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, and then I, my fiance started flipping houses, and so the interior okay. design aspect, I was totally in my element, and I loved it. And he would argue with me because I always liked, the, you know, the nicer things, but... He always caved. So it's like those HGTV it is like, shows. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, and then I started um, doing property management as well. And, um, you know, I just, I knew that when I was in nursing that I still wanted to try real estate. So I decided a couple years ago to take that leap and follow my passion. And here I am. That's awesome. And before we even get into the real estate part of it, how, how scary is it to take that leap? Oh my gosh, terrifying. So I am a huge Steve Harvey fan. Um, I love that man. If I could have dinner with anyone, it would be him, hands down, 100%. <laughs> um, and I read this book, it's called Jump by him. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about, you know, if you never take that jump and allow your wings to open, you know, you're just free falling. And at some point, your wings are gonna come out and you're gonna fly and you're gonna be okay. But along the way, you're gonna hit rocks, you're gonna tumble, you're gonna fall, but you'll get there as long as you don't stop. So, um, that was kind of just the push that I needed, and I thought I have my whole life to live. If, if this doesn't work, you I've always, always have got some, nursing to fall yeah. back on. So, yeah, and I think that's I, the Steve Harvey thing I love because I I've not read his book Jump. I've read a lot of um, his quotes and things like that. And for a guy that's made his life as a comedian mm -hmm. um, and his an actor, incredible. oh my gosh, yes, mm -hmm. and his wisdom and his passion is just unbelievable. Oh, so yeah. that's that's cool because that's one of the things like. You know, even in what we do here, and I love my career at, totally, but, you know, I've got some other guys that have podcasts that are a little bit bigger than ours that, that are dealing with that same thing. They're like, yeah. I really think I could do this full time and, right. and make a living and be comfortable, but I don't know that I can give yeah. up the paycheck that, that's coming in every right. day. Well, and it's the, the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable part because, you know, there's no growth inside your comfort zone. And I could live day to day being comfortable and going to a normal job and getting that paycheck and being okay but my soul wasn't happy you know and so I just decided I'm young I can do something about that that's, so that's awesome but it, it took a lot because I'm such a control freak and I don't like the unknown so that was a I mean I was having anxiety for a while after that I would but. say that would be that would because obviously just talking for, to you for you know a few minutes before and and things like that like yeah that sounds like it would be something i mean because some people could do that and it's like okay you know but and i spent four years in college miserable right. <laughs> late night studying um and then it's like are you sure 
are you sure? So, yeah. So, and then let's talk about that. What is the process, you know, for someone that may be listening that's interested in getting into real estate, what's the process to get into it? Yeah. So, um, you obviously would just take a real estate course. Um, It's about 12 weeks and then you have to sit for your state exam, which I can tell you that the state exam was a lot less stressful with this than it was with my nursing license. (laughs) (laughs) I walked out of there and I was feeling really good about myself versus when I took the NCLEX, I walked out and I thought, oh my gosh, what was that? I, I just spent four years and I don't know. That. I remember when I took my, my teacher examination yeah. test and I thought, I really hope this comes out well because I've done everything to oh, do yes. this. But and, and even though I was I was confident, I was comfortable, but I'm like, if this doesn't happen, like, what do I do? I know. Because yeah. <laughs> this is the last piece. So. I walked out. My mom took me to Louisville. We stayed all night at the hotel next to the exam place so that I could focus and not be worried about the drive and stuff the next day. And I remember I went in and it was a few hours, three hours. Yeah. And the, the what's so weird about the nursing exam is it can cut off anywhere from, I think it's like 75 questions to 260 something. Oh my gosh. Well, I got the whole 260 yeah. oh. something. I walked out and I was just in tears. My mom's like, are you okay? I was like, there is no way that I passed that. Yeah. And I, I did obviously, but wow. Yeah. That's what I, I, I was. Because it's social- like, you, like you said, you've done all of your time and you, it's like, I've gotten everything like to get my diploma. I just need to be able to like get the degree, like the paper that the state says, yep, you're good. You yeah, know, and they can ask anything. Yeah. Right. Anything. That's what I was going to say. I was a social studies yeah. teacher and on the social studies exam, they didn't split it up. So you may go from a question about Bill Clinton's administration to the Mayan civilization. Oh it, goodness! Like yeah, it I, wasn't like okay, we're gonna t- we're gonna test you on this time period, so you could get your mind yeah, like in that. Yeah. Like okay, I'm thinking about like Civil yeah. War era. No, it was just like just 300 random questions yeah. mashed together, and I'm like, that's what I don't even know what I'm thinking. I walked out of there and I'm like, <laughs> I have no clue what I just did for the last three hours. Well, that's what I'm a math teacher, and so mine was obviously the math portion of it, and I'm like, mine wasn't that like because I mean it, math all kind of still can kind of flow together somewhat. I'm like that to me sounds miserable. Like what it was does all and they trick you too because it's like a b c and d are right answers but which one is the best, best out of those oh, right yeah. answers yeah i don't I'm like, like who comes of... up with this you were a sick twisted person i, <laughs> I agree 100 yes, i do too so okay so you take the class you yes. go and get your boards and then like where do you go from there obviously you're at craftsman realty group like you want to pick a firm that's going to work for you so my thing is um I wanted to make sure that I was going to work for a company that was going to mentor me. Yes, yes. um, Unfortunately, sometimes with like your big box brokerages, um, you're kind of just a number and I didn't want to feel like that. And you're kind of just shoved out, you know, with the wolves and you have to figure out things and decipher things for your own, which it sometimes um, is the expense of your client, um, comes at the expense um, on your client. But I want to make sure that if there's somebody, something that I have a question about, I know someone to ask. You, you know? don't have to, you don't have, I mean, like you're able to actually talk to somebody. I'm sure, exactly. you know what I mean? Like I not, call someone, they answer yeah. and they give me examples and stuff like that because I'm an educator by nature and I don't ever want someone going through this process to just feel like, hey, I need you to sign this document right here. I don't know why you need to sign it, but right. I know that the paper is supposed to be signed right here. I want them to know what they're doing. And a lot of the times, too, when we're going through this and we're in negotiations, people say, well, what would you do? And I don't have to live 
with with the consequences yeah. of what yeah. you choose. So I just say, you know, here's option A, B, C, and D. We can go about it a couple ways. What works best for you? And sometimes I feel like people, when I'm talking to them, they think that I don't think they're competent or understand what I'm saying. But I'm such an educator, so yeah. I go very yeah. in-depth because I want you to know that I don't expect you to know this. Right. And if you have a question that That's, you feel silly, ask me because well, I probably that, asked it at some time. Saying, and, that, and that's, I mean, that's why you're there. Yes. I mean, like if they were able to do a lot of that stuff on their own, they could sell it on their own. You know, exactly. I mean, like, and and that kind of, I can see, I mean, like if I, I can understand why you would need to know all of this stuff, because if something happened and it didn't go or something didn't work out for them, you know, right. the the buyer or seller or whatever. I mean, like they would come back and say, well, you didn't tell me like, or so you that, told me to do this. Yeah. And it's like, no, I want to give you all the options. Right. And then you. And, and I mean, you don't want that you. coming back to you. And, right. you know, then that bad things, you know, come back. Look, at, unfold. Yes. Yeah. So. And I, and I think that's where, you know, some people maybe get confused because you're really just and I don't want to downplay what you yeah. do. You're a resource. It's still the client that's making the decision. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you're there to offer advice and support and options or, yes, or things. Yes, definitely. But it's still that. that It's 100% there. I'm just teaching them how to play the game. Right. That's why. Yeah. And I think sometimes you go in and, and even me, I know at times with the, the real <laughs> I, I've yeah. used in the past, I've been like, I have no clue. What just do I do? Tell me what. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, but it is, you know, and he would be the same way. He would say, Dustin, man, you, you got to make this call yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I, I do. Th- and I, like you said, I mean, I do think it's important, obviously, that they make it so that they don't, not that any, and, and some people would, I'm sure, but not that yeah. some people, I mean, some people wouldn't, but say, well, you told me to do this. Exactly. You know, I mean, like, no, I mean, I told you that these are your options. Uh-huh. I didn't, you tell me what, like you said, what works best for you. So right. you do have to kind of have that knowledge. So I guess it is great that you've got a company uh, or a realty group that you can use as resources and again like not feel like right. you're just somebody you know in this area that's selling houses for them and in a family-owned company too other than like a big box store I get to make uh, as far as my advertising I get to choose what I do whereas uh, with a lot of big box firms they have a very standardized marketing yeah. plan and with me I can kind of make it what I want so if you have you know every person every house is unique and their needs right. And that's my thing is really figuring out what do you need from me? What do you what are your goals when we sell this house? You know, what are you hoping for? Because that's another thing that I'm very um, I like to set realistic expectations because I don't want to, you know, pump you up and then something else happen and you get mad at me for over promising and under delivering. So I am very um, matter of fact, as far as what you should expect, Um, so yeah that's which I think that's fair I mean like you don't want somebody to be selling their house and they think or you know they think you told them well I can get this much and then it's like nothing happens and it's comes back on you like it's you're not doing your job and it's like well you're not being realistic right in either what you're wanting to pay for a house or what you're wanting to sell a house for right I mean because you know or what you're expecting for the amount of money that you have to you know to, to purchase something let me ask you that because how how tough are those conversations with people because you know that's where i always struggle and obviously the market fluctuates and changes where where house prices are but i always struggle sometimes on the buyer's end the couple times that we've been trying to buy a place when i think it's overpriced or yeah. overlisted i don't want to offend them and say right. this is what i think it's worth right right but so how do you have those conversations with a client to say 
you know, this, I know you want this, but this is probably where it's going to sell at. So I think this is where my psychology background helps a lot being in mm-hmm. the nursing field and my previous experience there as far as um, uh, resolving conflicts and preventing that. Um, you know, when you have a realtor, that's that's their job. That's what they do. You know, you wouldn't go to a doctor and say, uh, you think I have this? No, I think it's this because Google told me this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You know, you're not going to argue with them. So, and I think it's, me it, when I'm acting as a listing agent it's not fair to me say you think your house is worth you know three hundred thousand dollars right well I'm gonna pull comps I want your house to be worth yeah. three thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. trust me I do that's true yeah. but you know an appraiser is gonna come in and they're gonna do the same thing they're more in depth but similar to what I do I'm gonna look at um, comparable homes that have sold in your area the price point square footage yeah. um, upgrades things like that and I'm gonna say this is what these houses have sold for you know where do you think your house stands and usually when you do that people kind of say oh okay yeah it is your emotional when it comes to your house because you do things the way that you want it to be but doesn't mean the buyers are gonna like right the fixtures and things that you've chosen so um yeah that is a tough conversation to have but you know setting realistic expectations is very important and if they choose not to list with me because of that that's okay because i I want people to trust me and I always want to be very transparent. So, right. well, and I think that's good too, because like you just said, you want it to be worth as much as oh, it yeah. actually oh, can absolutely. be as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also you want to move it. And that's yeah. what I think yeah. sometimes it, you, people don't understand. Yes. We want the, the, the greatest amount of money we can get, but you don't want it to sit on the market for two years waiting absolutely. for something to happen. And that's another thing too, is I don't want to say the word game, but essentially you're playing a game. If mm-hmm. you market competitively, that's great because you're going to get a broader audience that's liking your house. They want to come in. Then maybe you get multiple offers on yeah. it and then you can choose which can possibly drive your price up and then you get what you want. But if you price too high initially, um, there's not as large of an audience coming through. And then also there sometimes if there's too big of a gap as far as what the comparables are showing, people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to write an offer because I don't want to offend them. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. And, that, yeah. That's where and then I it goes sometimes. stale and people aren't looking at it. Well, then when you start price dropping, if there's a large price drop to get you where you should have initially Started. listed, yeah. yes. They're like, oh, did they find something wrong well, with that's it? What Why I was, are they I was, dropping? Yes, that's what so I was going to ask. it's such a mind game, essentially, you know, and it's a balancing act. Does, does it, I mean, because that's what I was going to ask. Do you think it hurts if you start there and I mean like and you start dropping I mean like because you you probably have kind of an idea in mind because of the comps and that kind of thing already Uh do you think it hurts a listing if it does drop I mean like maybe if it's only a few thousand I mean like is there kind of a a couple thousand is would be acceptable normal. if you're getting like 10 to 15 then it's like well what what's wrong and yeah. first off why did you list that high to begin with mm-hmm. now sometimes Sometimes, if someone thinks their house is worth three hundred thousand mm-hmm. and it's really two fifty, maybe the agents want that listing, you know, and they're thinking, well, maybe we'll get them down. Me personally, I don't want to play that game because yeah. I want to sell your house. I yeah. don't want you to be disappointed, have a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, you know, so I will back up, and you can go hire somebody else because I I want to be real with you. You know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Um, well, as a buyer, I think you said it perfect. If you started your house at three hundred thousand, and people who are looking for houses, and even, even you know, people who 
I, I watch a lot of the real estate market just because you know I'm, I'm just interested in it. Right. Like, yeah. right. I, we're not looking to move, but if the if the perfect thing opened yeah. up that we didn't know existed, that that might be yeah. something different. Yeah. But you know, when I look at those and I see that same house pull up every time I start pulling up, you know, well, the, yeah, the MLS true. listings, and then all of a sudden I'm like, man, that place was like thirty thousand dollars more last time it was listed. That's exactly my thought is. Is there something what wrong? The, what what came Why out? Why hasn't it sold? Yeah, what's what, wrong? What's found? So mm-hmm. I do. I think it's tough for people sometimes. Is you're right. The emotional attachment yeah. of your home, trying to sell it, we all think it's worth more yeah. than what it oh, really yeah. is. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and and like you said, I mean, like like our our older home that we sold um, when we moved here. You know, it's like, well, we, you know, did all of this and we painted the room, we repainted and we redid the bathroom and we did this and we did that and. Like you said, I mean, like other people will come in and they probably they don't like a lot of the stuff we did. Right. So they're thinking or they're going to repaint. Anyways. They're going to repaint what we yeah. re- you know, I mean, because yeah. we did that. You know, we came yeah. in and we repaint, which <laughs> I think like 99 percent of the people would paint, repaint the house. The, it was all pink, <laughs> like the ceiling, too. But why would you do that? That would be beautiful. They painted painted the entire house. The bathroom was like. They didn't even remove the light switch covers. They painted right over top of the light switch covers. It It was was interesting. I mean, it was, it was, the entire house was pink on the inside. Like the the walls and the ceiling, like was all the same color. And the funny, the funniest thing, that was my first thing is like, I really don't even care if you leave it on the walls. I just have to have some contrast with a ceiling color. Like, I can't feel like I'm encapsulated. <laughs> a yeah. with a That's funny because there was something. It was on Facebook that I saw. It was a house. I forget where it was, but it was like an agent kind of making fun of it because it was pink everywhere. The outside was pink, too. Oh, yeah. And it was for sale. Well, and it the was, outside like, well, was kind it of a light pink. The outside of, of the house was also, which we did. We painted that, too. <laughs> but it was like a lighter, like a lighter pink, you yeah. know, but it was funny. Well, and you said you something. still bought it. I did. It was it was it was a perfect. He's like fit. I love to paint. Yeah. yeah. I, oh I yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anymore, but I did then. Not after that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one other thing you talked about was when the appraiser comes in because that yeah. actually happened when I bought that house. We had made an agreement at one price, mm-hmm. but when the appraisal came back, and I was I was a young kid just out of college and was I mean I, I needed a full hundred percent loan. I yeah. didn't have it. That, yeah. That's the other part that I think sometimes scares people about buying a house. You know. I didn't have a down payment to my name. I was right yeah. out of college. Yeah. And, but when it came back, it was $3,000 less than what it praised what for than what to. we'd agreed to. Mm-hmm. And I remember them coming back and saying, Hey, can you just do 3000 in cash? And yep. I'm like, no, nope. I, I yeah. and not, not that I want to hurt the lady's feelings or I'm trying to mess with her, but no, I, I, yeah. I, I, I have, have to get everything yeah. I can get out of this. But on the flip side of that, for people out there that are renting right now, and nothing against anybody who rents, but I went from about a $700 a month rental payment um, yeah. to a $380 a month mortgage mm-hmm. and owned it and had equity mm-hmm. and financed 100% of what I bought. Mm-hmm. And and no, it was, trust me, it was nothing fancy, nothing over yeah. the top, but it was very comparable to the, the duplex I was living in. But you're keeping the money in. In, in your pocket, essentially, than paying Absolutely. somebody else to Oh, live. yeah. And that's yeah. what I think people sometimes are so afraid to go buy a house. And, yeah. and in my job, being a high school principal, when I see kids after they get out of college, they're like, I'm looking for a place to rent. I'm like, go buy something. Yeah. I mean, go buy something. You don't need anything fancy, but yeah. buy something and put equity in your pocket and, and be able to build on it. Well, and I think, too... Uh, kind of the things that lead people as well to renting is it could be a couple things um 
if something breaks uh, and you own oh, it, yeah, you, you gotta got to fix it. Yeah. That's on you. That comes out of your um, pocket. Absolutely. Property yeah. taxes on you. Yeah. Um, if you're just kind of unsure about where you want to be or yeah. what the job you're going to get, or you're trying to um, get your debt to income ratio, you know, smaller or pay off some loans, get your, um, um, I just had a brain, um, no, but I, I, no, you're fine. But Get like your I, rates up. Yeah. I mean, like I, because I think, and I'm sure, yes, obviously there are times where you've got to rent and I probably location is another thing. I mean, like I, I think, you know, oh, a, lot of, we, a lot of people in the city, in our you know, area, in our area, it's a lot easier to buy. The, yeah. The cost score, of that's what I was yeah. saying. Like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> How many times do I use that word a day? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right no but like i mean and i, I locate like obviously in our area i mean i i know there's a lot of places to rent but i mean i would think that uh i mean like we actually s- need more rentals too do you mm-hmm. there's kind of a crisis around here Real, as far as housing for people who it, are renting that market's blowing up across the board rentals housing i mean i know obviously where I'm, where I work in the Jennings County area, North Vernon area, with the industry that's that's coming, also Jackson County, Bartholomew County, the whole yeah. area right around here, you can't find homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's why it interests me, and even because people probably wouldn't think this, but the real estate market interests me in my role as a principal of a high school because what's available means what kids can we get into the school so oh, I, I watch yeah. that game because yeah. that's important to me to see what's out there who are we bringing in how can yes. we get more people in yeah and more kids in our schools so that's another thing but when you look at it man it is sad uh-huh there's not a lot out there so I want to ask this too. Um, so let's let's go to this side of it. Um, obviously, we've talked a little bit about selling. Let's let's talk about being a buyer and and how do you how do you go about when you've got a client that's looking to buy? Okay. How do you figure out what what to show them? What the right fit is? What? How do you get to know that personality? <laughs> Give them side a questionnaire. <laughs> so this is the first thing, and sometimes people get really uncomfortable when you ask this. You know, if somebody calls me and says, "This is what I'm looking for." Um, you know, I think I can go up to $200,000. Have you been pre-approved? Yep. And then it's okay. like, you know, breaks and they, sometimes people get a little bit upset. And I will tell you that the pre-approval process is very um, intense and they get all up in your business. Um, <laughs> but with this market too, you have to have a pre-approval. If you're, if you're looking at homes and you're truly interested in buying something, you don't need to walk into a home and want to make an offer and then not be pre-approved yeah. to back up that offer. Because if I'm getting offers coming into my clients, I'm looking, okay, this is the type of loan that they have. Here's their pre-approval letter. I think this is a safe bet. Because what you don't want to do is accept an offer that doesn't have a pre-approval to mm-hmm. back it up. You're going off the market, so you're or not off the market, but you're not letting other people in right. to see the home mm-hmm. to view it. Yeah, You're waiting 15 to 20 days for them to get their pre-approval and everything. And then they can't get it. Yeah, so then right. you've lost that many days yeah. of potential buyers who are pre-approved right. coming in to buy your home. So, um, you know, the pre-approval process, they're looking at your tax records, they're looking at your debt to income. Um, to tell you truly a good financial picture of what you can and can't afford. Because, you know, you may think I can afford a $200,000 home because I make X amount. What you're not thinking of that a bank's going to think of is, 
okay, you may make this over the course of a year. However, that's um, bonuses that you get, that's overtime that Mm -hmm. you're working, and the bank doesn't care about that because that's not dependable income to them. It could change. That part can change. Yes. So truly, maybe all you're qualified is for a $150,000 house. So if I do the, you know, you a disservice by taking you and showing you $200,000 houses, like any woman in the world, you're going to love the $200,000 house and you're going to have in your mind unrealistic expectations. So then when we draw back that budget and go look at what you can afford. Then you feel like you're downgrading. Well, I love that house over there. I get that, but you you're not in that range yeah we're not in that range right now so we've we've got to be more practical like what are your must-haves what do you have to have and i think that's another thing that's really important for buyers truly know what you want like your non just like dating know your non-negotiables know your negotiables what can be fixed problems that can't be fixed or fixed easily and quickly um i think that's and don't 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 settle just because it's within your price range or you want to move you know, right now. I think that that's just so important because I've had people where I have one couple that comes to mind and they told me exactly what they wanted. They homeschooled kid, their daughters, and they wanted a um, area separated for their kids to homeschool because they didn't really want the homeschooling like inside the home in their living area, which is fair. I get that. Um, So I had sent them homes that matched what they wanted. And I knew that that was really important because she complained about it a lot. So I knew that that was heavy, Uh you know, a burden on her. Well, then she'd send me homes that didn't, didn't have, have a that. space for that or were too small. And it's it's a balancing act of being like, okay, I understand that it's your money and you're spending this, but this is really what I'm hearing you tell me. And I think that you're going to be unhappy long term well, yeah. if you settle for this. So it's really sometimes difficult because then they think, well, you're not listening to me or she's not doing what I want. And it's like, I'll go show it to you by all means. And I did that twice. And wasted time because she didn't like it. And it's like, well, I knew that because it didn't have an attached garage and it didn't have a space <laughs> and, for the kids. Well, and you don't, I knew that going here wasn't going to yeah. work. Well, and you want you don't want them to, you know, buy the house and five years down the road or, you know, X amount of years down the road, they're like, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I mean, like, because whether it's your fault or not, I, like, I mean, you don't want them to even think that, well, yeah. she sold, you know, she sold me on this house and I, I shouldn't have done, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just never want it to come back on you. You want it to be a, gr- a good experience for them. And I want them, them to be happy and to know that it's going to suit them long term and meet the needs that they already have established exactly. that they need. Yeah. Well, and I don't want this to sound negative at all towards realtors, but I think that you guys have amazing, and, and Aaron Powell's going to jump all over me because he does this on the side oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ability to take pictures and make a house look unbelievable is is an art. Do you and have I think to, I mean, does each realtor do that? Do you so do that? So I hire a professional photographer and okay. I have a lady that I absolutely love. And she's amazing because I feel like photography is a form of art. Yeah. I mean, she can look at something and see something that I don't see. What's funny is, um, and I've worked with her for a while, so she gets me and she knows what I like and yes. I know what she likes. And usually... Um, And I have a drone, too, so I do, like, aerial shots so people can see kind of the neighborhood Uh and then the outside of the house. But um, And I go a few hours before my photography appointments, and I help, like, wash windows, wash mirrors, because sometimes people don't see that. And really, cleanliness will add more value to your house faster than anything. Yeah. Um, So I always tell people. Decluttered and clean. Yep. I'm like, declutter it, clean it, and then when you think you're clean, clean it again. And take more stuff out of the closet. Um, You can always take out more. I can see that. So I go over and I help kind of move things because I just want it to photograph in the best light and people not get distracted by 
you know, little trinkets and things like that. Yes. Because I want them to be able to picture themselves in there. And we're, people are emotionally driven. So when you walk in and you love a house, um, you buy off the emotion. It's oh, not yeah. necessarily, yeah. you know, I've, I've viewed great houses that they were just too cluttered yes. or too um, distinct for like that specific homeowner. Like it was very tailored to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can look past that because that's just how my brain yeah. works. Not everybody can do that. Yes. So I try to bridge that gap, you know, with my sellers if they're selling and say, you know, I know you love porcelain dolls, but when people are coming in your house and there's like 70 eyes looking at them, it's a little scary. So yeah. let's maybe, you know, get a storage unit and put this stuff yes. in there. Um, I, I think she's I think she's talking about the first house we bought because not only was it all pink, it, but when, when it I, had a bunch of dolls. Oh, it had dolls too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I took Callie to it. It was out of control. Because we were dating, yeah. and but we knew we were pretty serious at the time. and. And I took her, and it was so cluttered, and it felt so it small. It was, it and was. And Callie's walking through, and she's like, "I, I don't, I, I don't like know." And I'm watching like, me. It, I'm it like, was just, I'm like, I promise you, when all this stuff's out of here, it's going to feel bigger. Yes. Like it will work, and because I have that ability just in my yeah. brain to look at something and not. He's and way more creative to think about than what to think I about am. the yeah. bones of aspect. the place and what's it going to be and what yeah. can we do with it. Right. I always look to the positive. And I'll never forget we left and I'm like, "What do you think?" And she's like, "Okay, I'm like, I'm it's like, your money." I mean, I'm like, like, we're not engaged, we're not married. Like, it does this is you on want. you. Yeah, I'm like, but trust me, it's going to happen. And and it did. But I yeah. agree because when when we first got in. And everything was out. Callie was like, oh, my gosh, it, this it place was, is big. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, I can see myself here now. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it worked. And I like staging, too. So I was helping them move things out. And then, too, so I'm obsessed with TJ Maxx. Like, there's a few places that I cannot be trusted in. Sephora or Ulta, TJ Maxx, and Target. Don't send me in there unsupervised. <laughs> it is not ever, it has never ended well. Things jump in my cart. I didn't know I needed <laughs> until I saw them. And then I get home, and I'm like, unpacking all this stuff out of my car thinking, i swear i didn't buy all of this in the world um, my dad always tells the joke that uh yeah that a guy had his credit card stolen and he's talking to his buddy and said yeah my credit card was stolen last month he goes oh my gosh have you like canceled it and then everything he goes no whoever stole it spends less than my wife does so he said i'm, just I'm good with it. it exactly so i'll go there and i'll get things you know like little hand towels and i think comforters on beds are very important too that it just has a neat clean sleek look in bedrooms so you know it's little things like that and rugs and accents that i'll go do for my clients because i want them to be happy and i want i want this to be as smooth and stress-free as possible the less they have to worry about think about the better um that's cool so i feel like that's i I feel like part of that is like my nursing background too that comes in because i'm such like a a caregiver and educator yeah anyways by nature and i and like you said i mean like obviously if i'm selling a house i mean a lot of times it is like you have an emotional attachment and so it's like number one you're not gonna think to like when i walk in my my bedroom i'm not gonna think i probably need to change the pillows or the the comforter because i mean that's what i've had for you know the whole time we've you know what i mean like so it looks just fine and and it it may look okay but it may be something that like you said just a little bit better it can just be a little bit improved and then you've got a broader audience that's gonna it's gonna appeal to that when they're gonna look at it it's gonna be it's not gonna be like okay it's gonna be like oh that was not you know i mean like just slightly more positive i I guess you have to have that extra set of eyes from a realtor come in because 
anybody that's lived in a place forever, like I can tell you right now, there's two or three places in the drywall where our two boys have been playing and, and dinged and it needs to be repainted or, right. yeah. or this little thing is, is not right. Or, and when you live in it every day, it just becomes part of the home. Yeah. You I mean, just have your blinders on. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. 100%. It, does, it doesn't bother you and your family. I mean, you're just used to it. Yeah. But, and then when somebody comes in like, hey, have you ever noticed that? And you're like, oh, yeah, we probably need to touch that. But yeah. when you come in as a buyer and look at the place... Those, you're that's seeing exactly all that. Your spidey senses go are yes. heightened and yes. you notice everything. And, yes. and it's funny yes. because even as a, like, I understand that from my perspective. Like, if you come in our house now, you're going to see those things. But when I go in a house and I start seeing all that, I'm like, if if they didn't take care of this stuff, right? That's, what's behind the walls that's, that's not so taken care of? So that's another big thing is, too, um, which cleanliness kind of goes into this hand in hand. You know, if you walk in in a home's you know very clean in this and that you're going to automatically assume that it's been well maintained mm-hmm. well when yeah. it's when you yeah. feel like it's been well maintained you're willing to pay top dollar oh, yeah. absolutely or asking price you know or over yeah. so yeah it all just kind of comes you're in willing you to just, go that extra oh if, if there is a bidding war or you know something you're like okay well like you said i mean it it, it looks good they're probably taking care of everything else yeah you know i mean like so i you feel like go, the things i can't see have been well maintained exactly. because it looks it shows well right Right. And I have to, <clears throat> I know you talked about HGTV earlier and we were talking about kind of buyers and their prices. I love the memes on Facebook that talk about the, uh, the, the young people show where it's like, I catch butterflies oh for a gosh, living. Oh my gosh, yeah, my budget's $3 million. I take, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love. Like, the, I want to sharpen pencils for that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but sometimes I when I watch those. that show and I get they're in a whole different, different market yes, and yeah, different, yes. but it just kills me. These people are like, yeah, we just got engaged. We're both 24 and mm-hmm. our budget's $3.2 million. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah and then they walk through these homes or they're like really tall or small you know if you're in like new york or yes. california yes. Or something like that and you're like oh my gosh i could get like three castles yes in jennings county for that exactly yeah, that's uh yeah. and it's funny we just our new athletic director there at the high school just moved down from uh outside of chicago yeah and the funniest thing that he said the other day to me was they went to the farmer's market there in jennings county and he goes <laughs> i got a box of a box full of cucumbers for a dollar Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, probably a little cheaper than what you got up there. He goes, oh my gosh. He goes, like, everything down here is so cheap. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're not Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Yeah. That's, welcome to the country. That's, people actually grow that stuff here. They yeah. don't truck it in. That's I mean, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it was so funny. The traffic's probably a lot better, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was a big deal to him because he said he lived 15 miles from where he worked up there and it was an hour commute. Oh, yeah. oh my there, gosh. You could not pay me to live in no. places me like either. that. I agree. Absolutely not. I agree. Not unless I was wealthy enough to live right downtown where I could go where I, I, I always love the city. If I'm right there walking distance, yeah. can catch an Uber, things like that. But no, I, I don't even know about that. I don't know if I could do that every day. Yeah, I know. Like it. I know. It's that's fun what for he's a like. short period. It, yeah, I could do that for like a vacation, you know, or yeah. a summer home. <laughs> well, then <laughs> I always think home. about too, like I'm a huge animal lover. Yeah. So what do yeah. you do with your pets yeah. in the city like that? You know, at 3 a.m., if my dog needs to go out to use the bathroom, I can go looking like a hot mess to the sliding glass door, let her out, her go do her thing, me not have to worry about anybody seeing me looking like a hot mess. Oh, yeah. Come back in all as well. I don't have to put her on a leash, get in an elevator, go downstairs. That's true. Go find grass somewhere yeah. that doesn't exist. That's what yeah. always cracks me up. And then pick up. up her poop. No, thank you. I know, right? That's what always <laughs> cracks me up in the city is, and I'm not picking on people, They'll have these big dogs, and they're walking down the sidewalk. And I'm always thinking, how miserable is that for the yeah. dog? Like, oh, I, I've not seen grass in six blocks. I know. Yeah. And this dog, and I'm not picking one. I know they got to exercise, but I'm like, man, if I was that dog, I'd be thinking, 
God, I just wish I had somewhere I could run and play yeah. and do yeah. things. And yeah, exactly. But so what are some what are some things looking at, you know, we talked about you kind of stage and what are some elements in a home that either really help it sell, mm-hmm. you know, or can kill it? You know, I know several years ago um, when my parents were selling a home when I was a kid, it had an in-ground pool. And back then it was like, oh, my God, you don't want an in-ground pool. Nobody will pay for an in-ground pool because of the cost. What are some of those kind of things that you got to watch? So in-ground pools, I don't really add a lot of value for those because it's some people love them. Some people hate them. It's it's yeah. You just got to find the right person. If somebody loves a house and it has an in-ground pool, is that going to kill the deal? Probably not. Right. Um, But I think the way that it's been maintained, the way curb appeal is huge, like mow your grass, you know, like put some fresh flowers out. Um, Make sure your mulch doesn't look like (laughs) Fair enough. I wasn't going to say. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Please don't look at ours as you came in. We're not looking to sell right now. (laughs) If you have have animals, you know, making sure that when you're going to have a showing that you can't smell an animal odor. I showed a yeah. house a few weeks ago and I walked in. I have animals, okay? I love animals. Yes. And I walked in and I thought, oh my God, does my house smell like this? Right, like I was right. paranoid. I was calling all my friends. I'm like, when you come, you better not lie to me. When you come to my house, do you smell the <laughs> yeah, cat and dog? Yeah. And they're like, it, no, Morgan. And I'm like, okay, this is bad. Yes. And the person had just replaced carpet and it was such, it was just a potent smell. And my buyers That's were turned worst. off by that. And it's oh, just yeah. like, you know clean the walls you know if you don't want to do it then just hire Hire somebody somebody. to come in and do it yes but just put it in the best light and it's so easy to do um making sure like you said that there's not anything major as far as like um old water stains yeah or um make sure that your blinds are intact that you have curtains that match and Mm -hmm. um solid colors are always the best fresh paint always spruces things up plus it the smells that you know seals anything mm-hmm. in um make sure that the carpets have been cleaned yeah i always too um when i have a a listing i always make sure that i put little booties by the door for agents to cover their shoes i'm a germ freak i give it to nursing my friends hate me because yeah. i'm like take your shoes off i take my shoes off i'm so weird in so many ways but <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves um people walk in with their shoes throughout the houses so i always make sure that i leave covers there for other agents and their clients to use because i don't know where your feet have been um so yeah i mean it's it's little things that really can make a big impact scentsy candles or lighting candles Mm -hmm. i don't suggest lighting candles because if they don't get blown out obviously fire hazard but something to give like a just a homey smell when you walk in to trigger that emotion again yeah and is it is it better i mean like when we moved here because of the family and everything we had going on we waited till the very end and sold an empty house it's obviously better staging yes because like we were talking about earlier it's easier to have a visual and connect like okay so that's where i can kind of put my tv that's where my couches can Mm -hmm. go this is where they eat um and then sometimes you walk in a bedroom you're like man is is this small because you can't see a bed in there like can i fit a full-size bed in here can i fit a king how will that work will i feel too compact if i do put a king in here so i feel like truly having i agree with that that, i mean you don't Uh, have to have every room stage but at least be able to give people an idea i just think bare bones you don't have that emotional connectiveness that you would because you walk in like i mean you walk into an not, a lot of people i guess can't envision right some of the stuff you know to where if you've got it there then i mean obviously they can always change it if they would purchase a home but right they at least have an idea of 
the layout and what could or couldn't fit exactly in that room yep that's a good that's a good point point. and then what are, is it true kitchens and bathrooms yeah sell always houses? are gonna add value yep unless you do something really wonky but yes yeah that's I, and you know we've looked at a couple houses i know for for callie the big thing for her is that that ensuite that master mm-hmm. ensuite because yeah. we've looked at some and and they're great homes and but that'll kill it there's no there's no bathroom connected and to I the don't master know. like I, i'm I, I mean like i don't know why but i'm just i'm like man that kind of you know like if they don't i well, mean you don't have that privacy factor i feel like if right. it's not yes. an ensuite then you have to worry about guests going in there yes. and i don't know about you but sometimes i'm in a hurry in the morning and i just got my clothes on the ground i don't want somebody coming over and seeing that yeah. or yeah you know that's just like that's your intimate area like yes. that's just yes. that's your space yeah that's a silly thing like the first house we bought was a small two-bedroom one-bath house and it's like the little things like now we we have an ensuite in here but when like Callie may have friends over and I may have been mowing the grass or a football practice or whatever and come home yeah. and I want to take a shower. Well, there's one bathroom. So now I've got to pack all my clothes into the bathroom. Yeah. I've got to make sure that I clean up before I come back yeah. out. Like it's so much easier for me now to go in my master bedroom, shut the door. And yeah. you can, I don't do, care what else is going on in yeah. the house. Right. It doesn't matter. I've yeah. got my time yeah. and my, my And space. if you forget something, big deal. Yeah. You just walk into your bedroom. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. 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 You so know, it right. is. And that, that's a that's a huge part as well. So all right now fast forward to this i know you talked about it at craftsman really group you're able to advertise and kind of market how you want what's the strategies to market a house well um i think photography is very important i will say i showed a house the other day (laughs) so i sometimes make fun of like people who over edit their personal photos okay so i go show this house (laughs) it looks like a gym i tell you in these photos i'm like this is adorable the price is great i walk in there as I said on my Facebook Live, it was a legit turd. And I'm like, you know what? If it's turd, take good pictures. I'm all for that. But still market it for what it is. Like, don't right. don't waste people's time. You know, somebody's going to love that turd for what it was. It right. is. <laughs> and, and accept it. Just like, you know, there are turd women, turd men. People still, they still get married and people love them. So just <laughs> Everybody it, has a match. Yes, everybody has a match. And the right person will love it for what it is and see that potential and just right. work hard to get it where it was. So I am I all for great photos. But please don't make it look like the Versace mansion if it's right. not. You right. know, I love um, that. And I love that you compared it to people's pictures because I will scroll through Facebook and I will see people and I'm like, who is that and why is that person on my i'll just see the picture i'm like why are they on my facebook and then i'm like oh i do know oh. that person but i've yeah. never seen them look like that <laughs> yeah yeah and i know that's rude but i'm like yeah. it's true it's i mean i gospel. will go past and i'm like i don't have any idea who that person even is right yeah. and, and then you you'll it- you'll click through like eight or nine fi- pictures and you're like oh i know who that is now yes yeah. And it's amazing to me. I have never done that in my life. I know. Which, I mean, I'm not pretty enough to be needed. I mean, I've, <laughs> I don't take I mean, a lot of pictures. I edit photos. Let me tell you, I do. But I don't go to the extreme. I mean, some people, like, take their waists in. They, it's crazy, the stuff you can do. And I didn't know. I did not know that you could do that with houses. Oh. I mean, to that extent, really? I was like, "Where? How in the world? There is not enough good lighting to make." Yeah, this you would think that like there's else. only so much you can do. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did see a great one the other day that somebody had posted, but it was a kid, the young kid, and he was trying to look like he had tattoos all over him. But when he put them on there, he didn't. He didn't crop them right, so oh. they were like stretched off of. Bless. <laughs> and, they were, and the guy put. He goes, "Dude, I want to know who your artist is because you got like 3D, 3D? tattoos." Yes. <laughs> yes. It was yes. So crazy. too another thing that um as far as like helping you sell your home listing with a realtor you have such a broad um audience 
Yes. I see a lot of for sale by owners, which, and this is something that cracks me up too. So uh, sometimes I'll approach for sale by owners just to kind of get their thoughts as far as, you know, what's, are you just not in a hurry? So you're just kind of fishing to see what you can get on your own? Or is it the commission part that you're concerned about? Really what, what, tell me what you're concerned about. So they're, they'll say, you know, I'm willing to pay a buyer's agent's commission, you know, to sell my house. All right. So if you get arrested and you go to jail and have to go to court, will you hire an attorney? Would you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that you didn't. You're the non-majority here and you decide not to have an attorney. Would you pay for the other person's attorney? No. And not have representation? No. So essentially that's what you're doing if you're for sale by owner. Okay. You're paying someone else to work against you because my job as a listing agent or a buying agent is to make sure that you get the best bang for your buck. That you get the terms you want, that you're comfortable with, that if there's something in that inspection response that we find that that gets taken care of, that if your appraisal doesn't come back and I feel like I've looked at comps and it should appraise for this, that I'm working with your lender to get my comps to that appraiser for him to review and to kind of see where his mind was as far as maybe he saw something I didn't maybe I saw something he didn't so there's just a lot of things that we do behind the scenes depending on who your appraiser is and I'm not picking on any of them but you're right I mean it can swing I always just get so nervous with the appraisal like I don't know that just makes me you know because it's like they're the ones that are setting that you know, here's where it's at. Yep, and I'm like, exactly. I don't want it to, you know, I mean, like you want it to be where you want it to be. Right. So you've got, there's so it's multifaceted and I don't think people necessarily realize that until they get into it. And it's also making sure you're doing everything legally and you got the proper disclosures, the right. proper form so that you don't get sued on the end of this. So when you think about it, when you're for sale by owner, you're really only marketing to about 5% because people who are ready to purchase a home, they've got their pre-approval. They're working diligently with a realtor to find a home. Right. So um, when you list with a realtor, it goes out into our MLS, okay? So you don't, I'll get to this, I'm about ready to get off topic, but so you list with a realtor, it goes into the MLS, every realtor can see that, they have access to it. So they see it, they think, you know, my client over here would like this, send it to my client, they wanna see it, you go. So you've got a broader audience, more eyes, more people coming through, more potential offers, higher price, okay? If you do it by yourself and you're paying the other person, they're wanting to get a lower price for the home. So yeah. they're not looking out for your best interests. Another thing people ask me, another common thing is, hey, Morgan, um, or this actually just happened. I have a house listed um, in Indianapolis. A client called me. Hey, I'd really like to see this house that you have listed. Okay. Well, I can't, in our office, we don't offer limited agency. Limited agency is, um, one agent representing both the, okay. the buyer and the seller. I was going to ask about that. Okay. That's okay. great. Okay. So my company doesn't allow for that. And I'll tell okay. you why. You can't really truly play both sides of the fence. Uh, yeah, I can we see We are that. human. You're going to like one party better than the other yeah. or want to help or it's just natural. Yeah. You can't. It would be very, very difficult for someone to truly try to get the best for both sides. Right. And it's impossible to do because... If you're selling the house, I know what your bottom line is, okay? Oh, yeah. You're wanting to buy it. Well, I, I know, know that information, yeah. so how do I guide you with without you know, you without know. going against yes. what I have promised him? It just doesn't work. So I told her, you know, I can refer you to another agent in my office. I'm more than happy to help you, but it's really I feel like on both sides it's very buyers should not 
work with that listing agent. I just don't think that I can see that you can truly serve both sides right. fairly and and adequately. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's what I've always wondered when that happens is because I like you. And again, going back, when you're the listing agent, you want to make as much money as you can when you're the, you know, Well, and it's not that I want to do the best for my client. Right. And yeah. I that's, my a, that's thing a great is to point. get you the most money that you can for your home. Right. Even if I was making 0% commission, just like if I have buyers and they're not, you know, the selling agent isn't giving the commission that would be industry standard. I'm still going to show that house because I owe that to my client. Right. Their their wants and needs go before my own. So I just wanted to. No, that's fair because yeah. I, I I I didn't say that the way I should have. Yeah. But you're trying to get the most for your clients, but then over here you're trying to get your clients the best deal. So it, it yeah. is. It's it's you can't, counterproductive. It's, you can't you're really right. Do it. Even even if you're really trying to be the one in the middle, you're going to weigh. Because you know too much information on both you, sides. You do. You and know, you have to keep that confidential. You almost know more than what you should because you know both parties. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, crazy enough, we are almost at an hour already. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> that we're, flew. We're at 53 <laughs> minutes. Um, so before we we wrap up here, though, I do want to give you the chance because I am. I will just say I'm very impressed with what you told us. Um, for what you do as a realtor, how can people get in touch with you? How can people get a hold of you? Whether they're buying, selling, what areas yeah. do you work? Yeah. Um, so, so our office is centrally located. Um, I live in Scipio, so Seymour, North Vernon, Columbus. Um, I also list homes in Indianapolis, though. Um, you can call me. You can text me. I think that's one thing about me is I'm very, very accessible to my clients. If yeah. you need me, I'm here. Um, I always get back in a very um, quick time right um, my phone number is 812-592-7121 um, my email is morganablerealty at gmail.com and you know even if you're just contemplating selling give me a call I can do a comparative market analysis I'm and show you you know what what I think would be a competitive price one thing that I've kind of struggled with with this is I'm not a pushy salesperson I want to be helpful if you reach out to me for help because you want, you know, to know about the market, what to expect, that's what I'm going to give you. I'm not going to call you every day and press you yeah. to list with me. Right. Um, I want you to list with me because you want to list with me, not because you want me to quit calling you and to shut yeah. up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just think that my nursing, you know, in nursing, it was always access, um, assess, diagnose, plan, implement, and evaluate. That's the same thing that I do with my clients yeah. um, as far as real estate's concerned. So I think my interpersonal skills and my communication skills really help me um, exceed in my psych background as far as I like to be able to um, see things coming before they become a problem and stop it as early yeah. as possible. And educating is big for me. I don't ever want you to just blindly follow me or just sign things simply because they need to be signed. So right. I want you to understand the process, know why you're doing the things that you are and um I just I want you to at the end of that transaction feel like there is a friendship there and that if you have any follow-up concerns you let me know another thing that I do is um, I support my community and um, I'm a firm believer to which much is given much is um, expected and so with every closing I donate money to a charity of my clients choice my oh, closing cool. last week, we did $100 to the American Heart Association um, because that was something that meant a lot to him because of his health concerns. Um, 
and I just feel like um, in December when the kids, you know, for Christmas, not everybody mm-hmm. is able to wake up to a big Christmas. And so um, I work with the school to be able to bless a child as far as getting Christmas presents and clothing because, um, you know, I've seen those kids that they go in and everybody's talking about what they got for Christmas. Right. And it's just not fair to those kids. So, you know, I, I do a lot with my community and I think that that's something that makes people too feel better about you know, at the end of the transaction, they're giving something back as well. Very cool. And I want to say, you know, to anybody listening, that that's the thing that I think is is most impressive about you. When you talked about not being a pushy salesperson, because mm-hmm. um, I, I want to make sure that people understand that you're somebody that's going to be there and work for them like crazy. Mm-hmm. But on the front end, you're not you're not begging them. You're not right. you're not right. pressuring them. You'll give them the information. I, I loved it when we talked about having those tough conversations about the prices of the house. Here's where I believe your best bet is. Yep. If you decide someone else to go somewhere else, that's okay. No hard feelings. Yep. I'm not calling you. I'm not, I told you so. None of that stuff. Right. But if you go with me and you agree that this is where we're at. I will work like it's my own. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Guaranteed. And if you're not happy, I will gladly release that listing, but I've never had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Morgan, I want to tell you, first of all, I, you know, obviously, um, I'm amazed because I don't know that I would have had the guts to make the jump, as Steve <laughs> Harvey agree. would say. I agree with that. Um, I know. I, don't, I really don't think I ever. <laughs> no, there's no way you. You know me. I don't. You're no. way <laughs> too, way too comfortable. Yes. Um, yes. But you know, anybody that is looking for a home or looking to sell, I, I mean, I tell you, reach out to Morgan because. Um, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on is just to kind of talk about these things. And I, I honestly, I feel probably better now about it than I did, you know, after selling and (laughs) buying buying houses. Um, but you know, and, and just to realize what the importance of having a realtor in your corner is. And another thing too, is it's, it's not the sign, the brokerage name and the sign on the yard that's going to sell your house. It's the person. So get someone you're comfortable with that you trust. Yes and interview these people, you know, get to know who they are, what their plan is. They should have a unique plan for your house. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we wish you all the best. Thank you um, so much. You are always welcome me. back anytime you'd like to come back on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Um, you, you, we, we always tell everybody, come on back on and, and Oh, so you tell everybody that. Okay. <laughs> You're not special. I was feeling special for a minute. I was going to be able to tell dad that. So um, did you get invited back? <laughs> I don't know that we did invite Pete back. Okay, um, all right. No, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> but we know we appreciate you coming out, and and we would love to have you back and and kind of talk about how things are going with you and what you're doing because it is a cool thing. And and I had no idea that you are honestly did the donation. I think that's one of the yeah, coolest I think things that's ever. Awesome. Um, that would be a huge thing for me. Is just you know having an agent that's also dedicated to the community. And I know from from knowing your your family the way I do that you guys are very community centered and, mm-hmm. and always have been. So I wish you the best of luck. I thank you again. And thank again, you. it's Morgan Abel at Craftsman Realty Group, 812-592-7121. And it's Morgan Abel Realty at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So um, again, thank you everybody that's uh, watched us. Uh, we have a couple other episodes coming up here this in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll have, you'll be seeing, um, Mixed Media, a band out of Southern Indiana, and also Cody Eichard from Cody Eichard and the Sidewinders will be on um, to kind of promote his uh, music. And then in three weeks, I believe, something like that, 
Elizabeth Freeman will be on. Um, she is a coroner from Lawrence County, Indiana, um, and a huge true crime buff, as Callie and I are as well. So <laughs> we are going to share true crime stories um, and talk about some of those passions as well. So uh, check us out then. And again, thank you to everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week.